0: What's up guys? Welcome back to the Yee Yee podcast. It is Wednesday, April twenty eighth, and we have a Yee NASCAR. Officially. Yeah, I got something to say. Uh oh, here we go. <clears throat> I got something to say
1: to everybody complaining about the Yee NASCAR being on a Toyota. To everybody saying that Toyota is city and un American. Your argument is invalid you know why because the toyota's got yee, yee on it
0: it can't be city if it's got the yee, yee logo on it so to backtrack a second if you have been off the face of the earth this last week we officially announced we've been working on this project for a while we officially announced that there will be a yee, yee nascar in the xfinity series race um that car is going to run on what's the date may 22nd at circuit of the americas in austin and then is it september 17th september 17th at bristol tennessee so huge races uh circuit of the americas in austin has never had a nascar race so this will be the first one ever and then in september if you know anything about nascar maybe even if you don't know anything about nascar you know that bristol is a huge race so we're super pumped uh brandon jones is going to be driving the car He's had several wins in the Xfinity series. He's a legit racer. There is a very real possibility of yee car taking the checkered flag in one or both of these races in all both. seriousness. Yeah, I mean. Both. So, we wouldn't want to partner with anyone that we don't think is going to have a chance and not only that, Brandon is just like such a good dude. His team has just been amazing. Joe Gibbs Racing has has been awesome. Um, Ed from him his team from from Brandon's team has been amazing to work with and Brandon himself has been fantastic we had him out to the yee farm for yee day and he was a blast so that happened this last week we announced that and yeah so we've got him on the podcast today and uh he sat down and we talked i mean we could have talked forever
1: yeah i thought it went really well you can just tell when you sit down with somebody and the conversation just flows we were like we could have done like three or four episodes with him so i think we'll definitely have him
0: back it's funny too because he's used to doing all these different podcasts where it's like Tell me or not, not podcast. These, these athletes, they just get used to these questions where it's like, whenever you were on the, we're on the corner and on lap 300, tell me what you felt whenever blah, blah, blah. And it's just the dumbest questions sometimes I think. And I I feel like athletes get tired of these. So what we try to do with this is let's ask him questions that he's literally never been asked before. And it was funny because we got done with the podcast. And as soon as we stopped filming, he goes, y'all asked me so many questions I've literally never heard before in my entire career.
1: Yeah, I thought we were just going to like throw up softballs to him that he's been asked all the time. But apparently our answer this like I'm a five-year-old questions were not too bad. So I think they're going to enjoy it. We tried to ask questions that that like, you know, drivers and people in the spotlight like that that just get asked just these political, not political questions, but just like very staged questions that are like unauthentic. It's like a checkbox. Yeah, exactly. And so we were like, let's like ask him what people actually want to know about a NASCAR driver? Like, how did you start? How did you become a NASCAR driver? What's it like driving to the grocery store after a race? Like, just stuff like that.
0: Well, and I think that whenever we ask these questions, we have to, like, represent also what Yee Nation wants to know because, of course, we have all these fans in Yee Nation. And, yeah, I know that a lot of y'all are diehard NASCAR fans and you've got your ear to the ground and you know everything that's happening. But 90% of everyone out there is just, like, either a casual fan or not really even a fan at all and that's okay like we're going to need y'all support getting behind brandon for these races and not only just for these two races like for the rest of the season like this is our guy this is E nation's guy him and granger hit it off like crazy um he was great out here so we we need to get behind him and and support him and i tell you what like it is going to be the most fun in the world whenever may i mean this may race is coming up in a few weeks and it's right down the road from us in austin it's 25 minutes away from, from the farm. So, I mean, we're going to need y'all's help to, to get in all in on this and to root for Brandon and and for his team and for hopefully a, a a number one finish. Yeah. Catch me in a Toyota shirt to everybody saying of all the brands out there, all the boring,
1: massive corporations that have been just around forever that everybody's so used to seeing. It's like, there's like six of us in this building and we're on a NASCAR and people (laughs) want to complain that it's a Toyota. It's like, bro, there's like six of us here in like Georgetown, Texas, and we're on a NASCAR. Stop complaining about the the brand of the car. It's got Yee Yee on it.
0: And I think most people are like that. Most people that support us and what we're doing are just super hyped for us that we've got a NASCAR. But it's so it's so funny to see the comments of <laughs> the haters out there. And of course, we'll have some and wait until the actual car comes out. We'll have tons of haters once this thing is like, legit sitting there like a car is actually sitting there so we're also going to have can you update everyone on apparel and diecast that'll be coming out soon because i know we've been getting a lot of questions about that
1: yeah um i'm in the process right now of getting approved as uh, a licensee for it's it's going to be a lot a lot more red tape than i thought to get the Yee racing collection going but i'm working on it i want to say a month maybe sooner that will have gear available the die cast cars we're going to have the little 164s ratios and then the 124 ratios which is a little bit bigger of the car and camo that y'all can get and those are going to be a bit available for pre-order i believe i don't have an exact uh i i honestly don't know if that will be two weeks or if that will be a couple months at this point but listen to the podcast and keep up with us on socials and then we'll obviously let you know as soon as they're available but those are going to be cool
0: Yeah, so the Austin race is coming up, of course, but then we're going to really go all in for the Bristol race because that's it's Bristol, baby. So that's going to be the big one. So we'll uh, kick it to the podcast interview that we did with Granger, myself, Brandon, and you were on it as well. So it was a really good time. So we hope y'all enjoy that, and we will see y'all next week. All right, we now welcome on Brandon Jones for a very special interview. If you aren't aware, Brandon Jones is an Xfinity racer for Joe Gibbs Racing, and we actually have some special news that just came out this week. Why don't you tell tell the listeners a little bit about it?
2: Yeah. Man, we are so excited to uh, to announce the apparel is going to be on the, on the uh, Supra for two races, right? We've got Bristol, we've got Coda. Um, so, super pumped, man. I've, uh, I've been a fan of, of Granger's. I've been a fan of the Yee, Yee brand for, gosh, for I feel like as long as it's been available to the public. Uh, so, man, this couldn't be a cooler uh, partnership for myself.
3: Same, man, agreed. Yeah, Echo that. We're bigger fans of you, and w- when we found out, when this was announced, we were like ju- literally jumping up and down in here <laughs> and hugging each other, and it's it's fair to say it's one of the biggest things accomplishments if, if that's even wow an accomplishment that we've ever done with yee, yee right
0: yeah i mean it, it's really cool because there are a few personal goals for me whenever i came on to the yee apparel team and one of them and i wrote them down the very first day that i that i got this job and one of them was to have a yee, yee car and we've had a few chances to have um stickers on the yee, yee car and we've always said no or we've always said no because we want the yee, yee car the and, whole thing. yeah the whole thing and not only that Uh, We want someone that has a chance to be on Victory Road on Saturday night or Friday night in the Bristol uh, case And and to have a really good shot And so we couldn't feel more like we've got the right person with you. So it's super exciting.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man I mean you guys probably couldn't have picked two cooler racetracks to go to Uh, one coda There's so many unknowns, right? We've never been there with an Xfinity car It's always been f1 stuff that's ever been there. So to put a stock car on that track it's Going to be interesting. Um, that's something I didn't grow up doing is road racing. Uh, I actually grew up at uh, 13 years old, short track racing. Uh, I think that's you know, it's two different paths when you get in this sport. Uh, you can choose the road stuff or you can choose the oval stuff. Um, and you can go asphalt, dirt, there's a lot of different you know uh, avenues to take. Um, and there's not a school to learn how to drive, you know, and so you have to kind of pick and choose what you're going to do. Um, I actually at one point, um, we knew some guys racing in the level that I'm at now in the Xfinity series. Uh, and we we knew him and said hey how in the heck do you even get started you know doing this like what what is the path here Um, and he's basically said there is no real path right he's like the only thing I can tell you is currently my dad which was a short track legend at the time uh, is training this kid to try to become a NASCAR racer that's what he was doing Uh, he's like so if you guys want to come do a trial run see what you think before you get totally invested in this deal come on over and we'll kind of provide that for you so I did that. Obviously, I fell in love with it, right? I mean, that was the coolest thing for me. I was a little kid there, driving this truck yeah. around. Uh, it was at 13, and uh, I can't. I can remember my very first race in that. It took a it took about a year to get ready. We did every every time every Wednesday after uh, after school. I would go just make laps all all day. Um, and his way of coaching was he was in a pickup truck with a headset on the entire time. He was just telling me, "Run this line, run this line." And then all of a sudden in a pickup truck, and I was out there in the race truck, he would get on my door, try act like we were in race scenarios. Um, so that's the way he basically taught us how to how to drive. Um, and so I remember that very first race, man, they're like, all right, I think you're ready. You know, there's only only like three trucks in this last race to do. Um, I would not touch that guy. We were lights out fast compared to him, but I would never touch him, never hit him. I was terrified um and pretty much the year after that man it was like a light switch went off uh started winning a ton of races uh the very first year i ever raced for full time in that little series we were in i was track champion at both tracks we did uh so i mean you just get hooked right at at that point uh people are you know now they're cheering for this little 13 year old kid to to win races 13 years old at this time exactly you know and so man I, i was hooked from from that point on um i was gonna ask if
1: there was like a certain moment where everyone was like oh wait like brandon's actually really good at this it's not just like every little kid surely wants to grow up to be a nascar driver but i was going to ask if there's a certain point where everyone was like you have an, a natural talent and i think that like you should start investing a lot of time into this
2: so the people i think that understand the sport definitely said that um truthfully and it could be similar for the music industry as well but um it's tough to kind of come up through the sport Because a lot of it's money driven in my Mm -hmm. opinion, you know, Uh, it definitely takes talent You can't just get in one of these race cars and say hey, I've got a ton of money We're just gonna go destroy it every week, and it's it's all good No, I mean, there's definitely, you know A skill set to be able to maintain that ride for as long as possible Um, But there's a lot of people that have doubt too for sure, you know, I mean you you definitely have that period of time uh, that you kind of have to push out the window a little bit, you know. And I think that uh, it takes some mental toughness to be able to do that. But once you break through that, uh, you start kind of proving to yourself and, and others that you're capable of doing it.
3: It makes sense because there's kids that same age that are doing putting that investment into baseball or football. or you know, There's a million things that 13-year-old kids do. And when you love it and truly love it, you're, you're not just thinking about, man, i got to be a professional racer. You're, the main reason, right, is because you just love racing. That's,
2: you get off of school, and you're like, man, I just want to race. I just want to go to racetrack. That mm-hmm. was what it was about, you know. And I think that that evolves into a career at some point. kind of becomes a job. You know, It's at, at some point in your life, it's still a blast, you know. But yep. I think your goals change, for sure. I think your mindset changes. Um, so, yeah, at one point, it was just about going and having fun. We just want to go win some races, and then we go live that normal kid life, have a good time. Um, but now it's Monday to Sunday you know, for me, I mean, it's not only are we training for, uh, the race, but you got to get your body in the right condition. If you want to be a champion one day and the level that I'm at, talk about that. (laughs) So
3: I don't don't even know.
2: Well, that was one of my questions too,
0: is like, I mean, I've always heard that it's very hard. Like you have to be in good shape. You know, it's not like golf where you've got John Daly out there just walking around the course. And then also like, is there an injury report in NASCAR? I've been wondering this since I started watching NASCAR.
2: Like there's how does a that work? Man, there's there's a lot of stuff like that. So it's interesting, you know, when like you sign a contract to go to a race team, there's no like requirements to you gotta be at the gym every day. You right. have to eat healthy. This is what you have to do. I think that you know, none of that is in that in that list, but it's almost like your your duty to do that stuff mm-hmm. to be the best. Um do you have a trainer? I don't. Uh, there's people that do have trainers. Um, with me being at Toyota, Toyota actually has a pretty cool facility for people that maybe didn't work out in the past or didn't have somebody influencing them to work out. They do have a program that has stuff like that. Um, there was a point where I was not working out and I was definitely not eating right. I was not doing any of that stuff. And like one so day- you're looking for like energy, focus. Right, it's not, it's not strength. Right. Um, our cars are, I say they're not very hard to, they're physically hard to drive, you know, uh, road courses get a little physical, but uh, for the most part, I mean, we've got the steering boxes so fast where, I mean, you're, you're turning the wheel that much the entire race, Right. Um, but it's the mental toughness, I think, that it, that it takes to get to the end of a race. Um, we do have some cooling. We do have a little bit of that in the car, um, but it's, I don't think it's much, you know, and so you have to be mentally tough, I think, to get from the start of a race to the end of a race. In my opinion, uh, and that just takes time and experience uh, and mentors. Um, that's one thing that I've had growing up in this uh, sport is great mentors, um, and I think that that's what takes you to that next step too. Yeah, so you've been in the sport, I mean, forever, right? Like since as a little kid, you were you grew up on the racetrack, didn't you? I, yeah, for the most part. I mean, that was you know once I started to basically say, okay, I want to let's let's do this. You know, that was that was an investment for sure. Um, I remember the very first NASCAR race is actually, uh, so there's there's feeders to, to get to this point. There's, you know, short track race, and then there's actually a level now that's kind of combined a little bit, but it was called the K&N Series. Um, and, like, Kyle Larson, all your guys, yeah. all those dudes that are now Cup Series. I was racing with them at one time, Chase Elliott, all those guys. Um, so to look where they're at now it was like, oh, man, I mean, that's the avenue to get there. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the path. That's kind of the, the stuff you, you think about and you have to commit to. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been a lifelong of trying to get, you know, ultimately to the Cup Series. That's what all of us want to do. We all, we all want to get to the top.
0: Yeah, and how does that work? Like, how does – when are you ready? Does a team have to, like, sign you? Do you move up through uh, the current team that you're on if they have a spot? Maybe if they don't have a spot, do they make one? Like, tell me about and, – and also tell our listeners a little bit. Because there's three levels of NASCAR, you know. There's the there's the truck, and then there's the Xfinity, and there's the Cup. How does that work moving up through the ranks? Yeah, Hayden
1: and I were joking that like we're we're like most of our listeners and a lot of people that are like country and live the outdoor lifestyle and are so familiar with NASCAR, but don't necessarily know the ins that's and just outs we're and we're all. From Texas. Yeah. And maybe that is <laughs> it. Maybe it's maybe a Texas thing. We're Texas, so we're like, honestly, we need Brandon to explain this to us like we're ten if because if we grew yeah, up
3: so. in Georgia. It'd be way different, but we grew up in Texas. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so. Gosh, I you know I hate to I hate to put it this way, but truthfully, one one you're waiting on a you're waiting on a seat to open. That's the biggest thing for for the Cup Series. Um, two, it takes double the funds to get to an amazing ride in the Cup Series. Um, so, you know, I've always said like where I'm at now in Xfinity, I think this is a great way to prepare yourself to get to that next level. But I don't think there's a set thing that's going to that you're going to do that's going to click and you're going to go to a Cup car and be just ready to win a race. You know, like I've seen so many people, and pretty much everybody that's in Cup has gone through Xfinity. They're they've gone through a year once they get to that Cup series where it's it's miserable. I think you know. So, I think, Bren,
3: do you watch the Cup and think great move, or do you think I got that guy?
2: Do you think that?
3: <laughs> yeah, a little bit,
2: uh, for sure. Like I, I mean, you should
3: obviously you should because you're a competitor, you're a fierce competitor. I get that. I've seen you race, but I'm just wondering if it's like college. It's not like college and pro at all. Maybe it's like minor league pitcher looking at a major league pitcher, and there's not that much of a difference in between. Or do you look at it and go, "Yep, he deserves to be there."
2: So that it's a good point. Uh, it's definitely the way I study. You know, that's how I prepare to go gotcha. to, to the race. Um, but it's not off the Cup Series. It's off of the people that I'm racing with. So I, I go back we're going to Talladega coming up here. Um, so I'll go back and watch Talladega, and I'll watch yeah. you know things that the fans basically aren't looking for. You know, it's things that what is what is the best cars doing to get to the lead get to the front of the race and maintain the lead because that's the goal of the race right you want to be mm-hmm. the winner at the end of the thing so um, tri- typically in these races history repeats itself um, yeah. we look at so many different numbers so many different things going into a weekend um, but you start compiling all this data of okay every race has gone this way they've had cautions flow uh, we make cute you know big charts on all that stuff and uh, Gibbs actually has people that specifically look at aerodynamic stuff for um, super speedways. So there's a guy all day long just figuring out how to manipulate the car and how to manipulate the air. I think that's where this sport's gone now. It's that competitive. Yeah. Um, we're fighting for tens of a second, you know, thousandths of a second. Like, it's so minute. Um, and that's what I think is going to be the difference uh, if I ever get to make it to that next step in cup. Is And that's what I've talked to cup drivers about is those guys just don't mess up, you know, like they never slip. And so if you ever can catch those guys slipping up a little bit, um, then you take advantage of it, you know. And that guy is always ready behind you to take advantage of you messing up. And I think when you watch, you, you see Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin, those guys come down to extended and they come down the truck level. That's why they dominate, you know. Yeah, they're they're just ready for you to mess up all day and they're just used to that, you know. So it's their normal, uh, normal deal. Do you ever watch historic races? Is there like a like, classic like way race? way back? Like,
3: well, is there ever a classic moment in NASCAR history where drivers will watch this race at this moment because that was a classic move that was revolutionized
2: in that race? Is there
3: anything like that?
2: That that's interesting. I don't. I've never physically sat down and tried to to, to see that. Like, I, I know when I you know when I go back and watch some of these races, they do highlight like a long time ago like iconic moves and big wrecks. I think that's what's highlighted the most, right? Those right. massive wrecks right. yeah. that we don't care to well, the see. Cars, the cars have changed
0: so much, I <laughs> have to guess, right. since, yeah. I mean, Richard Petty in the 80s, like, it's a completely
2: different car. Everything's it is, different. man. It, the technology has gotten so advanced. Like, I mean, there's, you know, Xfinity, I would say, everyone's really good in Xfinity, but there's probably 12 extremely competitive cars that you'd have to beat every week. You know, if, if you're 12th, you're the you're almost at the at behind of the best of the best guys in that series. Um, I have a feeling when you go to the cup level, there's like 30 of those guys mm-hmm. that, like, you're racing your guts out. Like, you can't figure it out. You're back yeah. there just swatting flies, you know, yeah. trying to figure out, like, what in the world is going on? Like, why can't I – propel up through the field and I just think everyone's that close now
0: man that's exactly how I feel on NASCAR yeah. heat I just recently got moved up from the Xfinity series and the cup my is man. no joke What uh, we got a
2: contract <laughs> signed so I, got,
0: I gotta get this off my chest before we get too deep into this um, so on NASCAR heat that's the video game for everyone that doesn't know um, I'm on there by the way did okay you, did you,
2: you gotta pick the 19 well oh hold on <laughs> I had a racer
0: make it up to Xfinity He gets up to Xfinity, and you know, other drivers will compliment you or they'll say something mean to you. I have to get this off my chest. I complimented every single driver except for you. Whenever you came around, I would say something negative. (laughs) So by the end of the year, I am cool with every driver on the game except you have a rival. You have a preset rival, and my rival is Brandon Jones. And (laughs) at the end of the year, Brandon Jones wins Xfinity, and I get second. No kidding, man. And I was like... This son of a gun. Yep. I was I was mean to him all year, Karma and he ended up beating you. me. Karma
2: bitch you again. That we,
1: is. We had a Texas, uh, a, a big winter storm in Texas, and so everybody was snowed in. And so Hayden and I were just playing NASCAR Heat, and you were his bitter rival on there. So <laughs> virtual Brandon Jones is our <laughs> He's rival. He's a will man on that
2: thing <laughs> is what you're saying.
0: Well, and every time you came around me, of course NASCAR Heat, I mean, I... If I, if I get flipped around, I just run the opposite way of everybody, and, and I'm like, let's just smash everybody. Um, it is not at all like the real you know real racing. But, man, I tell you what, I, I could not believe that. I got to the end of the season. I was like, yep, that's how it works out. That's corner right there. That's awesome.
2: I mean, that's, that's typically how it is in the real sport too, True. right? I mean, you got like a group of people that, and it's going to happen, man. We run so close together, but there's always a group of people. You keep a tally mark up like, that guy got me earlier. This guy got me here. And, like, you're thinking about that 100%. You know, you get to some races, you're having an off day, you're like, all right, man, this is going to be the time to – I mean, we're savages in this sport. We really are. Like, you know, you you you, you poke my eye, we're going to try to poke your eye back. I mean, that's just kind of how That – that is that is one thing, I think, from how the sport started. And I think that's definitely carried over. Uh, and I think that people, you know, put in almost double the time now into the sport to try to make it um, – so whenever something goes wrong like that, you, you definitely have a help for somebody. So – I, I try my hardest you know I'm, I'm pretty level-headed when it comes to getting wrecked at times or getting into incidents because in my opinion that's what's gonna get you to, to the championship mm-hmm. final four man i mean if you get there you know if you're mad the whole season uh, you're gonna start making bonehead moves you know so um, that's always been my mentality but it, it definitely it definitely is the typical the guys that are getting into you are gonna be the ones to beat.
1: Well, we were watching a video last night and maybe brian can put it uh on the youtube clip of when, it was when you were the four car in the series before the truck series. The arca, the arca uh, series yeah the arca series and you pass this guy on the very last lap and you win and then he comes up behind yeah. you after the race and like hits your car and then you almost wreck he almost wrecks you after the after race, the race he knows he exactly which off, one you're talking dude. about and too. then he
0: pulls up right next to him as they're driving side by side i was like and hayden was like i bet they're yelling at each <laughs> other right now where he's saying something it was a him. savage move too like not me not knowing a ton about dude. nascar but it's that last lap like anything he, goes he
2: i mean i remember claire's day he left it like wide open. right that's I your mean, fault wide open you know if if you, you go back and that's where you study these races, right? So you go back, if I was him, I would have went back and be like, man, next time definitely not leaving that bottom open because you see what happened. You know, that guy slid in there and, and kind of just bumped you out of the way. Um, <clears throat> I will never forget that in, in my mind for sure. That was my very first start ever in that series. Um, we went out there, this place was lights out fast, man. Winchester, Indiana was the, was the racetrack. Um, the surface is incredibly old. It's like cup cars used to run there like back in like Kenny Schrader and Earnhardt days and all that. Um, and we had huge motors. They've actually gone out to, like, EFI motor, but we had a cut motor from, like, Hendrick or something in that, in that car, and it made, like, 850 horsepower, so we were flying around that racetrack. Um, I think I set the pole during that race. I was fastest in both practices and won the race, and so that guy was, like, he was mad, right, really mad. So we go to the next weekend, and same state, but different racetrack. It was in Indiana. Um, same thing. We show up with this thing. P1, I think I set the track record right off the bat in qualifying. First in practice and won the race. And he was so mad. You could tell <laughs> he was boiling over after that race. Uh, so, yeah, that was highlights for sure. That was fun times. Dude.
0: So, well, then we were also YouTubing. Um, there's no, nothing comes up whenever you type in Brandon Jones fight, which is what our dumb NASCAR mind loves to do. I'm like, when did he fight?
3: Not yet. It's not on there yet. No. Well,
0: all I'm saying is wouldn't hate it if that happened in the yee-yee suit yeah. <laughs> if you're ever going to do it might as well do it hey, then man, why
2: don't we also just jump in and we could stage something for sure if you really want to see something happen man <laughs> you just, I mean, you just man. see
0: uh you just see country music singer granger smith yeah, I mean, and granger like a couple just... little yee minions running <laughs> out <there. laughs> oh i'll be right there it's like well, who are these guys what are they doing uh so another question that we were talking about and i feel like this is one that you get probably all the time but is it tough to drive a daily driver after being out on the race <laughs> all the time? Like I feel like that's such a basic like question, but I, that's yeah. like
2: that's like the most NASCAR fan question. <laughs> no, it really done. is.
0: Like right? It's like <laughs> it, it, that's it's. What everybody's it's, wondering. It's,
2: truthfully, it's not that bad, but I will say it is very awkward after a race. Like because you've been going, you know, for three hours at you know 185. So that's now became the normal feel. And, I mean, I've caught myself multiple times, like, just flying around corners, sloshing the luggage against the sides, because it's like, I got no sense of speed right now, you know? Like, 90 feels like pit road speed, so. so... the next
3: most common question is, have you gotten pulled over, and did the cop know who you were, and then let you go?
2: So, I've only gotten pulled over, I think, like, three times in my entire time of driving. Callin', you're calling it on me. Fact the, check, that. We'll yeah, we'll done. fact check. Something like that. It is hasn't there been...
3: Is a reason you're driving so fast? Well, I... Am a NASCAR driver? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I best. think that
2: would go. I
3: think that would go, south. You wouldn't, or would they be like? You're probably the only person that could actually know how to drive at this speed. So continue on. I, I, it depends, I'm it depends gonna, on the. It depends on
2: the office. I'm gonna throw my truck driver under the bus here. So he loves to roll in that rig, right? Like that's his, <laughs> his baby is that truck, and he flies in that thing. Well, I think he's got pulled over multiple times. And I keep a stack of hero cards in there. I'm like, hey, I'm going to sign these. That way you have get-out-of-jail-free cards, basically. <laughs> He's like, man, you wouldn't believe how many times I've given out those cards. And it works. He's yeah. like, so I need to keep a stack of hats with me after the race or something in case of that. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. Our, you, you, our buses get
3: pulled over the same thing. Yeah. And I go, who you got back there? Because it's usually the middle of the night, 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Who you got back there? Yeah. It's like none of your business. <laughs> I, think, I and think he always says Dibbles Jr. Earl <laughs> Dibbles Earl Dibbles, yeah. That's <laughs> way better than Sam Granger Smith.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. We we've given hauler tours to cops I think before to get out. That's cool. Yeah, like, yeah what yeah, you holler well, back there? Why don't you come back and look? <laughs> and then yeah. so you know, it if you got <laughs> it. Take it easy, man. Yeah, it's um, perfect.
0: Another another dumb uh, NASCAR fan question, but I've been thinking this a lot. Is you p- mean another question that's dumb? Yeah, an- sorry. Another <laughs> another dumb uh fan question <laughs> Some dumb NASCAR Is, do you ever questions. do you ever just like
3: <laughs> sorry I'm just helping you
0: do you ever just like black out there's so many laps do you ever just kind of
2: just forget where you're racing I'm, and i've never been asked that man you're the first dummy to ask that no i'm no, just
3: kidding <laughs> i actually was thinking the same thing do you ever daydream
2: uh you get you get in a yeah Three hundred you, you, laps, you or do. like there's a there is a period and at least every race because everything's very sensitive to the way you drive. So like I drive off markers a bunch. Uh, the track has a ton of like characteristics. Every track's got different ones. Um, typically they put cones up on the walls, getting in the corner. You've got uh, dots all across the racetrack, so you have to pick one of those out to be consistent. You know, like that's the way that you don't get passed basically is because you're running the same lap time over and over again. Um, so you're, you're constantly, like you get in the corner, you're looking at, okay, the three cones, my marker, that's where I'm going to lift at to get in the corner. So you're looking there and then you're trying to find the apex of the corner and you're doing that the entire race. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there is times where you're going down and like, yeah, you got nothing, you know, you're spaced out and you, oh man, like we got to get back in the game here. And you're trying to think yeah. about how the car is like, what's it, what it's, what it's doing, you know, like that's the biggest thing too. And it's always changing. Like there's too many variables to keep it the same. Uh, so you're you're focused on the markers you're trying to figure out what the heck i need to do to make the thing better so i can go faster like there is a million things running through your mind so you get spaced yeah and then I, you're, I could do
3: the same thing on the stage i could be in the middle of a really good show in a really good arena and just it my mind could start thinking man i wonder what i'm gonna see on netflix tonight after the show and then and it's like cruise control, no pun intended. And then I'm like, "Whoa, get back in it." So I could totally see it. I could that could happen in anything in life. I bet you you could have a Tom Brady could be thinking that in the huddle at some point. It has like, to, you're right? I'm hungry. Yeah. I wonder what's for <clears throat> catering tonight.
2: It has to something. Yeah, someone yeah. has to have gone through that. Yeah. At, at some point. Yeah. Correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure every driver has a spotter
1: assigned to them in their ear right talking to them from like up above at whatever track there is are they is your spotter talking to you i guess you have the whole team
2: technically talking to you right or is it like chief spotter or the primary two yeah so like your your two main guys and actually the only people that typically speak on the radio is you you nailed it so you got your spotter which like that is that's your main guy man that's your eyes because you're locked in pretty much i mean our seats are incredible now like they have came so far um, they're all carbon fiber. You actually sit. It's so cool to, to do it and witness it one time and then it gets old after the, after the first one. But you sit in like a carbon bucket um, and then they have a liquid that you like sit in a big bag, like a big plastic bag. And they mix like five pieces of this thing up. And then when they pour it in there, it's like molten lava hot and then starts forming around your body. So it's you, everything's custom fit to you in there. And your, your, your main focus, like you can only see, you know, so much in front of you. Um, and so, yeah, your, your spotter is, is very key because he's telling you like when the line's moving, uh, what the leader's doing, um, how many laps you're in, where the guys are, if they're, you know, how tight they are. You can't see any of that stuff. Um, we've got a little, little side mirror on the left side, and then we've got a rear view mirror, but that stuff shakes so incredibly hard that mm. it's kind of difficult to use. So I rely on him a bunch. And then all the setup stuff gets run through the crew chief and strategy. Like, spotter does nothing for strategy, he just tells you basically what's going on, like where everybody is on the track. Um, So when it comes down to we're gonna pit here, we're gonna make this adjustment based off of what you're saying, that's all the crew chief. Um, And then you kind of go down the line a little bit, but these are guys that typically just don't say much on the radio or anything. You got your car chief, which that's kind of the the crew chief's right-hand guy, sort of, your mechanic right-hand guy. Uh, We've got an engineer on the team as well. You got a tire specialist, you got an interior specialist. Um, So there's pretty much a guy that can handle each section of the, of the, the car. Um, when we had practice with COVID and everything now, we don't, we don't practice, we don't qualify. We just show up. We just race these things. Uh, but typically we were going through, you know, oh, two, what? two, yeah. Right now you are doing that? Correct. Yeah. So we oh went through all goodness. last year that way what and we're, COVID? Sti- what's we're that, still that. What
3: does that help with COVID?
2: Uh, preaching to the choir, man. I don't know. Yeah. So there's, <sighs> yeah. So there's none of that. You did, you show up and, and race. It'd be like showing up for a concert and not soundcheck or anything. Yeah. We're just going to rip this thing right off the bat. Yeah. And, do you think and that, that it's going to
0: be good. You hey. talked earlier about how, um, it you know, there's there's a little bit of you have to come. There has to be a lot of financial backing early on to get involved in NASCAR. But it also takes a ton of skill. Do you think that because of what's going on right now, where there's not any of that practicing um, and it's just racing, do you think that it's never been more important to be skilled than it is right now with how That's you how you guys are running? Good
3: question because, I you know, I was thinking year to year, it has to change the percentage of winning a race, driver skill, crew, and the car, right? Because everyone has the same track. Everyone has the same road conditions, same weather. So those three things are like the three variables that I was wondering if 2021, that's changed. I don't even know what you would say. So say to win a race, you got to have the percentage of that pie. And what is that pie?
2: it can be much. your crew's right? not gonna
3: listen to this so yeah don't even worry about it can't
2: it, it can't be much you know like uh you definitely never you, in my opinion you, i come to the weekend every weekend think i'm gonna win the race that's obvious um but yeah the percent i mean there's one winner you know and there's 40 cars so yep. there's 39 basically losers of the race um I don't think like that all the time. I, you know, I think that uh, a win is the main goal for sure. But yeah. uh, you know, I look at how the day kind of went. Uh, you know, what happened throughout the race. Um, and so, if a top five comes out of a day where there was some, you know, hiccups and stuff, well, I'm like, well, it was a pretty solid day, right? We probably, if we could have cleaned that up, probably could have won the race. And so you have to, you have to so look at that kind of stuff.
3: We all watched you last weekend,
2: by the way. Yeah, yeah. So yes. you probably know what's going through my mind
0: now. What you're talking about. Two, yeah. day, uh, two day top five. Well, I was. <laughs> it Mandy, got because it got postponed. Yeah, I was you're not leading.
2: Leaving after after the postpone and I only needed 30 more laps and they would have called it on one race. Uh. yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt. So there and that there, man there's so many things but you, so going back to basically what you're saying. From the
3: pie. You got a pie and you got three sections of the pie. Right. Driver, skill, crew and car. What is it in 2021? You don't even have to speak for you, but just for all the drivers and all the series, what what should it be? What's best to win a race? Like, Is driver the most, the more important thing? Is the car the more important thing?
2: Man, I'm gonna say the driver is the most important key aspect of okay. it. Okay. Um,
3: so a good driver to can outweigh out. a lesser car?
2: Yes, I think a good driver can take a really, really good, I'm talking the best that's out there can take like a car that would be from an average guy capable of running 15th could probably get it to it, it, with inside the top 10 easily
3: so what about the best car on the track with the 15th ranked driver
2: probably probably top 10 at best but can't, wow. win, okay. But can't win okay but with the right brakes could probably win like oh. like 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 let's say right like a ton like let's say like all your top guys that run up front every week all of a sudden getting a big wreck well there's a brake you know like you, you gotcha. got it that kind of uh, let's say yeah well let, or let's let say this let's say like um you got a, like the leader's got a flat tire and you're running third or whatever for whatever reason you know you, you looked into almost you know you're within closing dis- distance of second you know you can maybe get to second but there's no way i could have got to first well that leader just got a flat tire and ended his day so there's there's definitely stuff that can happen where's the crew fit in all that um is there
3: I hate to say this because it's of people listen to this, but crews li- might listen. I, don't, I hate to even say it, but like, is there a crew on the track that's the best crew, and then there's the fifteenth ranked crew, or are they all just yeah? Really like, if good? there's like
1: one spotter who's like the top spotter yeah. that every driver wishes or they, they could have, have or so all, this is like, all good. This is
2: good to, to talk about because it all has to gel, and I've seen this a lot. And you brought up a good point here. So I've seen like. You know, kind of, and this is more so growing up racing, but, like, you take a a crew chief, like, man, that guy has won a lot of races. You're going to win. Well, like, we didn't get along, and we didn't win nothing. You know, like, we're 10th at best. Can't even even figure it out. I think it takes a combination. Right. I don't think that there's a certain crew chief that's going to make you win all these races, and I don't think that there's a certain driver alone that can just go out and win a certain race. Like, I think it all has to kind of flow. And so when you see, like, a guy, like a couple of guys winning a bunch of races, you kind of are like, ooh, man, that team is rolling right now. Like, the team itself is rolling. I don't think it's, you know, necessarily a driver uh, or, or the crew. Like, I think once, you know, I win, then it's big confidence for myself. And then the guys that are working on the car, it's a confidence booster for them as well. So, like, the whole thing, like, feeds off each other. So that's why it's yeah, so difficult yeah, it, to kind of it piece sense. it all together, you know, like. Feel like you could be the best guitarist out there but if you have a terrible singer up there with you then the band's not going to be great you know so i don't know if that's well, a great analogy or not but it
3: is because in that term then what would happen is a great driver will always attract a little bit better crew which will build a little bit better car exactly and it will always chase the talent of the driver at some level like a really good crew and not so good driver will eventually get a better driver Exactly. so it's always going to go back to the driver a bad car could have been a fluke they're always going to build a better car yep so the good driver is the one factor that has to remain every single week every single race I would yeah 100%. it reminds me of a,
0: like an NBA super team uh, we've seen over like the last 15 years in sports these super teams getting put together and then sometimes it hasn't panned out and it's like well you've got three guys that are used to only having the ball and there's one ball you know it, it it's all about chemistry at the end
2: it is and and trust. Like, trust is the number one thing, in my opinion. Like, if I were to get in the car yeah. this weekend and be like, man, I'm not confident what that crew chief's doing yeah. on, the, on the box, like, well, then you're, you're already beat, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, that that chemistry and that trust, I've been with the same crew chief now for three years, and that's awesome. something that I've never had, really. Like, I've always team-hopped, in a way, because mm-hmm. it's just difficult. It really is, I think, when you're coming up through the ranks to, to hold on to a team, especially as long as I have. Yeah. Um, and so, I'm seeing the effects now of... of consistency and reps with the same person. Um, It takes a while, I think, to figure out what your driver's telling you, too. Like, for me, I use a number scale to describe how the car is. Um, So it's like a 1 through 10, 10 being the worst, 1 being the absolute best. And so, you know, if my number scale is a little bit different than his number scale, then it's going to take a while to get that kind of fine-tuned. And so now, at at this point, I feel like, you know, I can can tell him exactly what I'm feeling, and he knows, like, exactly, okay, this is what's going to fix that. Dude,
3: I feel so... I just
2: feel for you, man, because I
3: just can't imagine the, with all those variables, you pull into a, the biggest race of your life, whatever that might be that week, and you get in the car, and you're like, this is like an eight. Does that happen? That's bad. Does it happen?
2: Yeah, um, an eight's like, I'm probably in the fence. I'm okay. probably in the wall. So, like, a, a, the worst number I would have in a race is probably a six.
3: So you go to the best race, the bit, most important race of your life. And you get in the car, you're so pumped, the weather's great, you feel good, and you're like,
2: I'm in a six right
1: now. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a six at the beginning, or are you right. talking about like mid race like I need to go to At some
2: point b- that's you know your worst. They- I, I man, i like our stuff is our stuff is good. Yeah, I mean your joke at, is right. You know, like yeah. we have I would good. say the hands down the best Xfinity cars. In my opinion, we got the best crew we got the best of everything. That's how I show up thinking. Um so I, we, we start out like two numbers every week. Plus or minus that, yeah. you know. So, throughout the day, there's so many changes. Um, there's weather. There's cloud coverage. There's the tires are getting hot. The track's taking rough. I can go on and on about things that yeah. are constantly changing. Um, so that's where your numbers continuously progress. You know. So I, I to give you a great example, like I typically will start at like a let's just say like I'm I'm tight, which means like the car is just not one to turn at all. Um, which it'll be two numbers, which that's kind of minor. Like, I'm able to maintain a lead with this, but we need to work on it a little bit. Well, as you're running, it's like, ooh, now I'm four numbers tied all of a sudden. Oh gosh, I made the tires mad. I'm six numbers all of a sudden. Mm. So, it's kind of my job and his job at the same time to figure out why it's going that way. Mm. Like, are you overdriving the car, or is this actually the way the track's trending? You know, is this something we need to keep up with? So I actually feel for him <laughs> because yeah. there is too much for him to, yeah. to to think about. I mean, I just got to tell him what's what's happening and, and try to use my tools. There's not much, but there's just, you know, there's some tools to definitely try to, you know, manipulate the car and make it better. Yeah.
0: Hmm. You talked a little bit about uh Joe Gibbs Racing and I've I've wondered what is the relationship because obviously you've got your team, you know, your crew chief, your spotter, everything. That's your team. What is the relationship and what does it look like on a daily basis with you and other drivers on Joe Gibbs Xfinity? Like the announcers love to say, Oh, here comes his teammate or so and so are teammates and it's like But at the end of the day you wanna win. Are they teammates? Like right. are they
1: like looking out for each other or are they just so happen to be well, um, Joe Gibbs.
0: And I think that everybody thinks of the shake and bake, like all the classic fans are like, oh, yeah, you know, that from the – because Talladega – or uh, what's the movie? Talladega Nights. Yeah, Talladega Nights, you know, made NASCAR huge on to the uh, regular person. And I think that everyone thinks it's that, that way, but at the end of the day, like,
2: you want to get a win, you know? It's an awkward sport in that sense. Like, showing up as competitors but teammates at the same time. I think the teammate aspect – is sharing notes it's sharing a little bit more information than, than you would with somebody else that's not on the team mm-hmm. um but i don't you know I, I i do somewhat cut my my guys a little bit of break you know during the race like because you know you're gonna get it back at some point in my in my mind at, you know if hey i'm gonna let this guy in really really early you know if we're going for a win absolutely not dude like i've seen a lot of even teammates wreck each other for, for wins mm-hmm. i mean at the end of the day Sorry, you know, like I'm. This is what we're trying to do. I'm not trying to let my guy, that, that guy, win. You know, we're trying to win the race. So, um, when it comes down to that, we all, we all know. I think we've all came to terms with, like, hey, when it comes down to the end of it, just know that you know, its bets are off. You know, and so, uh, but throughout throughout the day, like, yeah, you'll definitely you'll definitely cut your guys some break, uh, some breaks every once in a while. Um, I think you you guys would would get a kick out of too how much is like said like from the drivers to other drivers out like in car aspect like people you know throwing stuff out the windows during the race people giving you signs out the door out the at the left side window there's a lot of that stuff going on that yeah you watch from a driver's perspective that tv there's no way it can highlight it
0: it's so funny i, I feel like i see it all the time it actually happened a couple weeks ago we won't say the name but yeah. someone gets wrecked you know 30 laps in and they get out of their car. And as everyone circles back on the caution, there's just the birds go up oh, yeah. like that happens all the time. And it's, it's what's crazy to me about NASCAR is say you go 0 for four in baseball. Like you still got to get back out there and the field. Whereas you get in a wreck. That's maybe not even your fault. Like your day's done. You can be I mean, you saw it early in the year you had, I think was it was the first or second race. You were running great. I think yeah. you won the, the, uh, is it the pole or, or not the pole? uh, Sorry. It was a, is it a stage. Yeah, sorry. The, yeah, you it won the first Daytona. stage. Yeah, was Yeah, the Daytona, first, race. yeah it was first
2: race of the year. Yeah.
0: And then all of a sudden you're wrecked and the day's done. It's like, man, that's crazy how it just can just change and
2: it's not even necessarily your fault, right? Yeah. I mean, especially Daytona, man. I mean, that is like one of those tracks that, I I first thought that it was like Talladega Nights or like a day, Days of Thunder deal. Like you go out there and man, you're just gonna shake and bake and pass mm-hmm. these guys, slingshot engaged, But like, <laughs> the more I the more I watch it's the same guys every week that are that are up front leading the race. So like there's that pattern again that we were talking about, right? Like you are finding the guys that every week do this and are good at it. Um, I don't think it's a fluke that they're up front, you know? So there's a ton to those types of races, Talladega and Daytona being the two, I think, uh, main speed super speedways we go to. Um, that's a totally different style uh, of race and teammates in that instance help a bunch. Like I think mm-hmm. a win for the group is all this in the line come to the to the checkered flag. Mm. Like as a company, that's the goal of that of that weekend. Uh, now for a driver, like absolutely not. You know, like I want to be the first one in the group. But uh, if you can stay working together, that's always the team that wins the race. Mm. Um, and it's hard to do. It's hard to stay committed to that. You know, there's multiple times where you'll pull out a line, and it's like, okay, I'm going to protect the teammates here because I'm going to you know lose the draft, and you guys start going backwards. But like, it's so crazy that if you can stay mentally in the game, like, man, you just propel right back up there within no time. Um, it's like a game of just, you know, side by side, you know, dip, you know, basically leapfrogging is what I call it. Um, so that, that, that race is very mental in that sense. Crazy.
0: Well, I think that about wraps it up. I do have one last question. Um, we're going to need some clickbait here. So is there any way that you can promise a finish of any sort for the Austin race coming up?
2: Yeah, man. Of course. I mean, first—that's what we want. <laughs> all right. You heard, you heard it. You heard it first. You heard it
0: right here. Brandon Jones, first place in the first ever Austin NASCAR race. So. And
2: it would be my first road course win. So that would be the icing on the cake. That's all I want. I want a road course win.
0: Yeah, you said earlier that uh, that road course isn't your forte, but you did really well at. Um, where was
2: that earlier this year? I, um, where? Uh, Daytona. I think we just ran Daytona Road Course. Oh, because it's the week. It was the week just, after. Yeah, that's the right. Big that's race. right. Yeah. Yeah, and you had a top five finish. Top there, five. Didn't you? Top five. Yeah. That was huge. So that was just priming so, you for this. So that's one. like nothing, man. Now we're yeah we're loosened up. We're ready for a first now.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. We are. We cannot explain how hyped we are um nascar in austin is going to be insane and we can't wait to see you there
2: it is man i'm i'm looking forward to the to the opportunity and and like you said hopefully we get this uh this supra and victory lane with you guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) see you guys